Thank you for tuning in to the Believer's Church of Johnson City podcast. We are grateful you stopped by. Regardless of where you are in your faith journey, we hope today's teaching is both challenging and also encourages you to move closer to Jesus. You can subscribe to the podcast if you want weekly messages, leave a review of your experience, and if you wish to become a giving partner, you can do so by visiting our website at believerschurchjc.com. And of course, we want to encourage you to come see us in person. We are located at 6110 Kingsport Highway in Johnson City, Tennessee. As always, we hope you enjoy today's message. I grew up in the Michael Jordan generation in the 1990s. If some of you are around 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, you know exactly what I'm talking about. My childhood corresponded perfectly with Jordan's career. And I remember at 12 years old, whenever he announced his first retirement, I then watched a natural basketball player do something that was very unnatural to watch. He started playing baseball. And there was a lot of criticism. I don't know how much Jordan actually drew from that, but there was a lot of criticism and not a lot of success. Soon, Jordan would return to the Bulls, win three more championships before retiring uh, for the second time. Now, I I say all this uh, about Jordan's baseball career to make this point today that I really hope that I hit home. One of the worst and most energy-depleting things that a person can do is to try to be something they are not. And we're going to talk about that for five weeks. One of the worst and most energy-depleting things that a person can do is to try to be something that they are not. Yet, people do that every single day. So today we do begin a five-week series titled Remain. There is one story that we are going to look at for five weeks, and you often hear this referred to as the, the vine and the branches, that is found in John 15. Many of you have read this, I'm sure, but my expectation is that as we go through John 15, 1 through 17, over the next five weeks, you're going to understand it in a different way than you ever have before. So I'm going to try to make it a habit every week to read it in its entirety. I usually don't read as much as 17 verses but I am going to through this series because I think it's all so important with what we're going to be talking about. So John chapter 15, if you have your Bible and you want to turn there, this is going to be the Common English Bible translation, verses 1 through 17, okay? This is what it says. And and I'm going to give you some background after I read this, but I'd like to give you just a, 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 a tidbit of background right now. This is prior to, or I'm sorry, right after Jesus telling the disciples Whenever I leave, you will still have the Holy Spirit or an advocate to be with you. This is what he's just told them, because they're very anxious in this moment, and we're going to learn why they're very anxious. John chapter 15, starting in verse 1, we'll go to 17. I am the true vine, and my father is the vineyard keeper, or the farmer, or the gardener. You could look at that a lot of different ways. He removes any branches that don't produce fruit. 
and he trims any branch that produces fruit so that it will produce even more fruit. The pain that some of you are going through right now, this is the reason. You are already trimmed because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain, or as some of your translations say, abide. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. A branch can't produce fruit by itself, but must remain in the vine. Likewise, you can't produce fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, then you will produce much fruit. There's also a lot of repetition here. Without me, and this has been my key part for the year that I was telling you about, with, without me, you can't do anything. If you don't remain in me, you'll be like a branch that is thrown out and dries up. Those branches are gathered up and thrown into a fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. My father is glorified when you produce much fruit and it's a way to prove that you are my disciples. As the father loved me, I too have loved you. Remain in my love or abide, uh, minnow in Greek, in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as my father kept commandments and remains in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy will be in you and your joy, much of which most Christians don't have, will be complete. This is my commandment. Go to church every Sunday. No. Just try your best to be a good person. No. Love each other just as I have loved you. No one has greater love than to give up one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I don't call you, to be, I don't call you servants any longer because servants don't know what their master is doing. Instead, I call you friends. Because everything I've heard from my father, I have made known to you. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you could go and produce fruit and so that your fruit could last. As a result, whatever you ask in my father's name, second time he says this, he will give you. I give you these commandments so that you can love each other. The end result being love. Jesus and his disciples have finished their meeting in the upper room. They've had Passover, uh, just celebrated Passover in Jerusalem. They are making their way eastward to the Garden of Gethsemane, which is where Jesus prays right before Jesus is taken and then eventually crucified. Uh, this discourse in chapters 15, beginning with, with what we're talking about today, going to chapter 17, is, a calculate, is calculated to calm and strengthen the disciples. They needed some preparation before the crucifixion that is ahead. The reason for this is because there is a tremendous amount of anxiety. They have followed this, this, this prophet, this, this Jesus, this Messiah for somewhere between 18 months to three years. This is their livelihood. Everything that they've seen and have understood has been through the lens of their great teacher. And now all of a sudden their teacher is telling them that he is leaving them and they are very, very worried about what is going to happen and what's ahead. In a sense, they need to understand their identity, which is what we're really going to talk about today, and they need to be able to find peace. It's very hard to find peace in today's world. It's also very hard to find real authentic joy 
in today's world. But this is what they're, they're looking for. So I'd like to say it again. One of the worst and most energy depleting things that a person can do is to try to be something that they are not. Because the reality with the people that are in this room right now and that the people that are listening online is that some of you are very, very tired. Some of you are very discouraged. Some of you, if you were to be completely honest, as you look at your job, your family, and the events surrounding your life, you're in a stage right now, you're in a place where you're, you're unhappy. Things aren't going the way that you had planned, or you feel like you can never, you're working so hard, and you can just never get ahead. You wonder if this kind of rest really exists. I am not a mechanic. I am not a singer or a musician. <laughs> I am not a mathematician. I am not known for my, my, my sensitivity or my, my, my great compassion. I am a communicator. That's what I do. That's how I make money. And that's also within my calling. That's what I am. Our primary verses that we're going to look at today and focus on out of all 17 are verses 1 and verses 4. And this is what they say. I am the vine. This is Jesus talking. I am the vine and my father is the vineyard keeper or the farmer. Remain in me and I will remain in you. A branch can't produce fruit by itself, but must remain in the vine. Likewise, you can't produce fruit unless you remain in me. So the first thing that I want to do is, is put these roles in the simplest words possible, because I think that we are pretty simple people. So in the context of this story, and what you need to understand throughout the next five weeks is that God is the farmer, all right, or the vineyard keeper. Jesus is the vine. So when you hear this language, I am the vine, that is Jesus, and us, we are the branches, Okay, you are a branch. You say, well, I think I'm this, or I think I'm that, or I'm in control of this, or I'm trying to do this with my life. Please understand this today. You are a branch. And the majority of the problems that you have in your life and in your spiritual life is a misunderstanding about what you actually are. And I bet you've never considered the parable this way. It's not the responsibility of the branches to worry. It's not the responsibility of the branches to experience anxiety. It's not the responsibility of the branches to work, earn, or perform. It is not the responsibility of the branches 
to achieve. The only job branches have, the only job that you have in your entire life is to remain in the life source, which happens to be the vine. So as you go out and you try to do, and as you go out and you try to accomplish, even if it's for the best possible reasons, you are misunderstanding what you are. The only responsibility in your parenting, your job, your friendships, your psychological state, everything that you do flows through remaining through the life source, which is the vine. Now, what the, let me tell you what this has done in my life. This has really slowed me down. This has had an impact on my anal retentiveness, my blood pressure, my anxiety levels, my moodiness, because I have learned that I am to remain, and it's produced more joy. It's the farmer who works hard. It's the farmer who has the responsibility of worry. If, for example, the crop isn't producing, it's the farmer who is supposed to achieve. It's the farmer, ultimately, at the end of the day, who is actually producing the fruit, not the branches. But you see, we have it backwards. Some of you want to be the vine. You want to be the vine. And others of you that have it really backwards and really, really love control, you want to be the farmer. And there can't be two farmers. There's only one. There's only one farmer, and that is the Father. That is God. So, so why does the church look the way, to the, the way that it does? Why, why does the, the, the people outside of the church look at us as, I want no part in that whatsoever? It is a deep and continual misunderstanding of identity. I'm going to say it again. One of the worst and most energy depleting things that a person can do. It's the reason that you're tired. It's the reason that you're frustrated. It's the reason that you don't see the results that you want is because people are trying to be something that they were just never intended to be. But here's the problem. I say that we're supposed to remain or we're supposed to abide but we don't know how to. We don't know how to remain. Our uh, culture tells us something very different. It says, produce, produce, go, go, achieve, achieve, larger numbers, more people, uh, more success, more money, and all of these things. So we have, we have no knowledge. And most of us, quite frankly, aren't in Scripture enough to understand what it really means in our daily lives to remain. Now we know, we know how to worry. 
We know how to work. We know how to earn. We know how to perform. I'm very good at performing. We know how to achieve, but we don't know how to remain. The truth is that life becomes very uncomfortable when we start remaining. It becomes very uncomfortable because we're used to doing and doing and doing. Sky Jathani said boredom is a, a prerequisite for the spiritual life. We can't handle sitting still and resting within that, that easy yoke that Jesus talks about. So what does it actually mean to remain? Remain from the Greek uh, comes from the word minnow, which literally means to abide. That's why some of your translations, if you looked at it this morning, it said abide instead of remain. But I love this part. It's to physically stay where you are to physically stay where you are. So as we race in to other activities, as we start to make plans about the direction that we feel things should go, what the farmer is actually telling us through the experience of the vine is that we are supposed to stay put. For example, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus asks Peter and John and James to remain with him as he does that last prayer before he's carried. Well, you know what he's saying? Stay here with me. Remain just doesn't just mean to continue to exist, and I love this part. This is my favorite part about it, but to continue to exist under adversity. So to continue to exist whenever things in your life become very difficult. It gives the impression of being unable to change one's circumstances, but clinging to hope, clinging to life, and clinging to things as they are, not knowing when or if your circumstances will ever change. We mentioned that the disciples are anxious because they're uncertain about their future. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't know if after Jesus is martyred, the same thing is going to happen to them. And just, just for the record, it does end up happening to the majority of them. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go next. So let's consider some hypothetical examples that, that people that we know, some of you that are in this room right now, have been through before. You've just been told that your marriage of 25 years is ending. You just received the phone call that your child was killed in a car accident. You're 74 days sober. And all of a sudden you're around people that are using again and you don't know what to do. Your anxiety feels so strong that you feel like you can't even leave your house. You just lost your job of 12 years, and all of a sudden, the bills are piling up. How about this one? Someone at your church has really, really hurt you. You're alone at home, 
And pornography is just one click away. What do you do in these situations and in situations like this? Jesus says we remain. We cling to hope through adversity, regardless of what we go through. You see, we talked about uh, spiritual growth and, and, and how much bringing the word. For the last six weeks, we've talked about how much uh, reading the word every day transforms and changes our lives. But this is a little bit different because what we're doing is we're facing a situation in which there is an easy fix and there is an easy direction to go if you're lonely. There's an easy substance to go to if you're hurting. There are bad relationships that you could go to to try to solve your problems. But what Jesus is telling the disciples very, very clearly is that you are going to grow, you are going to experience transformation, you are going to experience change when you remain in Jesus, when you remain in the life source. And this is the cool thing about what Jesus is doing. Jesus is saying that whenever you remain in me, this is what he's telling the disciples, literally. When you remain in me, and I mean truly remain in me, all of these things are happening around you in your life, and you are remaining to me, it's as if you are in the physical presence of Jesus. It's as if you are in the presence of Abba's love. But here's our problem. We want to be the farmers. We want to be the fixers. The biggest issue that some of you have in your lives is that you want to fix everything. You want to fix relationships. You want to fix other people's situations when the only thing you're being asked to do is to remain in the life source. You know, it's, it's truly incredible it's amazing what you think you have to do in a day or in a week, but then when you choose to remain, how all of these other things that you never could have expected start to unfold around you in this incredible way. You see, that is the way of the easy yoke. That is the way of Jesus. But instead, we want to be the vine. Because you see... Uh, Branches don't have control, and we want to make sure that we have control. Church people want to produce the fruit. They don't want to go through the grueling process of remaining. But what does verse 4 say? A branch can't produce fruit by itself, but must remain, must abide, must stay put through adversity, in Jesus. Likewise, you can't produce fruit unless you remain in me. Anything in your life that you're producing right now, outside of the vine, outside of what you're, what you're doing in Christ, I'm going to make you a promise, and you're going to see this played out, has an expiration date. It is incredibly temporary. And this is something that you're going to notice. So what about these hypothetical examples? What about what you are going through right now? 
What about the level of problems that you have that you walked into this room with right now that other people don't know about? The discouragement that you're going through, the new job that you're about to start, the fact that you don't have a job right now, the fact that you hate your job, the fact that life has not worked out the way that you expected life to work out. At this stage right now, you planned on having at least two kids and being in a happy marriage. At this stage, you planned on having the, the, the career that you had always dreamed about. Your relationship, even though in the Facebook world, the Instagram world, it may look wonderful, is in absolute shambles. Or you are lonely. You are deeply lonely, and no one in here understands, as you see mostly couples in here, understand the loneliness that you feel inside. There is a right way to do this. There is a strategy or a right way to follow Jesus. And in this very moment, you see, the th you think Jesus didn't understand their anxiety? You think Jesus didn't understand their problems? You think Jesus didn't understand the issues? He even tells Peter what Peter is going to do before it ever occurs. But he gives them perfect instructions. And if you follow these instructions, it will completely transform your life in every way. And, and I am being, uh, to just be as open as, as possible, uh, and some of you are, you're wired like me, God bless your soul, I feel sorry for you, but, but you have a list of things, you have a, a, a criteria that you plan to achieve or accomplish in a day. And when you've checked off your list, the endorphins start to shoot through your brain, providing pleasure, letting you know that you've done what you're supposed to do. And when you get just a little bit off track, or you run into something that doesn't go your way, or you tried to achieve and you experienced some level of failure, or you feel like you're going through some level of failure right now, it just feels like the bottom starts to fall out and you don't know what to do. And often the reason that, that that's the case is because we're trying to farm or we're trying to be the vine. When we recognize sometimes when we're remaining that God is trying to take us in a completely different direction than we never could have fathomed to begin with. So this is where we must be. Number one, begin your day with the decision to remain. Begin your day with the decision to remain. And let me tell you a little bit about what this, uh, what this looks like. The goal here and what the plan is is as you go through what for most of us is a pretty busy day to try to experience Jesus and to try to flow through the life of the Spirit in everything that we do. So when I make the bed in the morning, which is one of the first things that I do, I'm remaining. Whenever I get in the car to go to work, wherever I may be working that day, on the drive, I try to remain. Now, do I get distracted? got to see what's going on in the Celtics world, got to check social media, got to get my political fix for the day, I got to see what's going on in the world, so I start scrolling, and then all of a sudden I'm looking at a celebrity that I've not seen in 27 years and where they are now. How did I end up here? You've lost the ability to remain. 
You go into relationships every day and you say things that hurt people. You find yourself, I've got to get this done. I've got to get this done. I've got to accomplish. I've got to do this. Now I'm all worried. When you see those indicators, you know that you are failing to remain. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Brother Lawrence or if you've read his little book of letters, but he was was a dishwasher in the 15th century. And and the the entire book, the letters, are about about his experience washing dishes and remaining in the Spirit the entire time. It's an absolutely incredible, beautiful work. How we go through all of the simple activities of our lives every single day, and we make the decision to remain. Your body and your mind tell you when you start farming or when you start trying to be the vine vine, because you start to get tired and you start to get frustrated and you start to get anxious. And any level of joy or peace that you could possibly have, they're gone. And what that tells me is that sometimes even the best of Christians The best of followers of Jesus, those of you in here who have been miserable for the last three months, you've been confused for the last year, you've had a miserable last two weeks, it's because you may be a very good person, you may be saved by the grace of God, but you are not remaining on a regular basis. The way that our church transforms this community The way that we see broken people become devoted followers of Jesus, our mission. The way that we grow our families in the right way is not through farming. It's not through trying to be the vine. It's through remaining through every activity. And then second, because this is going to happen, when adversity comes, and adversity is going to come, and some of you are going through it right now, it, it looks like Uh, maybe severe depression. It looks like the difficulty for for the few of you in here whose whose kids are graduating high school, you're you're really upset about that. You're sad about that as as they are leaving the nest. For some of you, it's a sense of unhappiness and complacency. For some of you, you have a super dark tragedy that you're going through that maybe you've not talked to other people about. There are a zillion places that you can actually go through the experience of adversity. Typical places, uh, social media, bad relationship, drugs or alcohol, those are food. Those are some of the places that people typically go. But the key is this, to understand your identity as a branch. What did we say earlier? Branches, it's not the responsibility of branches to worry. It's not the responsibility of branches to fix things. It's not the responsibility of branches to try to earn or achieve or perform. It is the responsibility of branches to remain in the life source. And that is the vine. Because that is where the freedom is. That is where the peace is. And some of you, you are just too wired intellectually and genetically and even environmentally to feel like you can get to this space. What do you mean? I'm supposed to throw my list away? Or I'm supposed to just not work? No, no, those things are still very important. It's the flow in which these things happen. And it's an understanding of who you are and who you were made to be. So the reality is we close. 
is that some of you are hurting today. And you are in a very, very difficult place. And this may be things that are known to others around you. These may be things that are known uh, to, to friends and family members or something that you've just locked deep inside. There are others of you that are in here today and you're just tired. I mean, you're exhausted. I'm not talking about a lack of sleep. I'm talking about mentally, your mind never stops. And the thought of stepping back to remain and rest in the spirit is one of the scariest, most uncomfortable, and most awkward things that you can possibly imagine. What the Spirit is offering today is the opportunity to step out of that. To let go of control. To recognize that you can't fix things. To understand that until your joy is made perfect and complete, as Jesus says, that you are going to struggle. But as you find yourself distracted, you're tired, you step back in, and you remain. As you struggle, you step back in and you remain. And when you start to build this discipline, this is what I'm working on right now. When you start to build this discipline, a kid's mess in the floor just doesn't matter that much. Not meeting a deadline, we'll call it an artificial deadline that you set for yourself. It just doesn't really matter that much. Looking better than everyone else at your job is the, greater, the greatest achiever. It just doesn't matter that much. Trying to be the best at everything that you do, trying to perform and give the impression that nothing's wrong, gives you the freedom to be vulnerable. It just doesn't matter. You're released, you're let go, you're free. to be what you were intended to be. So I say to some of you today, as you are anxious, as you are in a place of struggle, remain. Understand your identity. We're going to pray today, but we're also going to open this altar up. And don't be shy. If the Spirit is moving through your heart, if you're distracted, if you're anxious, if you're struggling, release that today. Bring it to the vine. Bring it to the farmer. Father, we come to you today thanking you for continuing to provide, thanking you for your great commandment. God, knowing that as we, as we continue in this series, that the, out, the outcrop of this, Father, the, the fruit of this is going to be perfect love that so many of us do not experience on a regular basis. God, we need your strength. We need your truth. Father, I pray in this moment that you break our hearts for a greater desire to remain in you. In Jesus' name, amen.
We want to thank you again for listening to the Believer's Church podcast. Make sure you join us next week as we continue in this series. Also, we'd love a chance to connect with you. Make sure you visit BelieversChurchJC.com and enjoy the rest of your week.